Welcome back to Movies Are Dead. Um, hi, I'm Boris, and my co-host. Hey, how's it going, Boris? It's uh, what's going on, Nicolas? Nick. Back from the back salt mines. Long sigh. Um, salt mines. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Well, no. <laughs> I'm just still thinking about like the pool. That's why I'm sorry. Uh, and like this whole saga, yeah, it's uh, how messed up it is. It's really one of those times, one of those moments you'll remember forever. Yeah, trauma. Um, yeah. Speaking of trauma, we got a movie to talk about today. Oh yeah, let's get to it, man. Okay, I mean you don't sound as excited as as this let's about say, this get, movie as this, much as you did about Matrix Sicario. Sicario. Um, by Maurice Pierre. The Naked Childhood. Sorry, French speakers. Naked Childhood. Mm-hmm. No, uh, no, um, what would you call it? Artifice. No, uh, hiding behind any of the old school, you know, Annie. What are other kids' movies? Miracle on 34th Street? Yeah, no, that bullshit. It's yeah. Just naked, just uh, straight to the facts. Probably one of the most honest takes on, you know, a uh, wandering childhood. Yeah, I mean, the filmmakers have a, what, what do they have? If you like the uh, color, childhood of like rose-colored glasses, it's always, it'll always be for the best. They'll grow up, they're coming of age, all that stuff, but... um. Yeah, this one's by uh, Marcus Pialat. Uh, Maurice. Is it Marcus? Pialat. Maurice. Maurice. Oh, Maurice Pialat. Pialat. Yeah. Um, you throw me off there. Sorry. Oh, what was I going to say? Anyway, just uh, what did you think about it, Nick? Oh, man. For those of you who don't know, Naked Childhood is about a wandering foster child who goes from home to home. Francois. His name is Francois. He is 10 years old. He is a part of the French foster care system. And he was abandoned by his paternal mother, his biological mother. Um, He comes from a mining town. Little is known about his mom and dad. Francois goes from family to family. At the beginning of the movie, we see him leave one family because they don't want him anymore. And somewhere in the second act, he goes to another family. Um, I would say this movie is like the 400 blows in color, but not really the 400 blows. I know it's produced by Truffaut, Francois Truffaut. And even when you look at the character of Francois, the 10-year-old, the main character, he does look like... um, you know, Jean-Pierre Lude in um, The 400 Blows. The hairstyle, the clothing, the eyes. Uh, did I enjoy this movie? I would say I liked it. I would say that it's worth a watch. You know, I found it to be a little slow at times. I found it to be... I kept on waiting for more things to happen. But, you know, this is a a study of a fascinating character. Very interesting. 
And for those of you who haven't seen it, just keep in mind they kill a cat within the first 15 minutes of the film. I don't know if anybody's like sensitive to pets or animals dying. I would like a little warning before, you know, when looking up movies like, do they kill pets or cats in this movie or animals? You know what I'm saying? I would, but you know, it's just, you know. Sorry, oh, sorry. I was going on, sorry. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's been a rough week for you, man. It like, has. I think it was, you know, for those of you who have not been listening, Boris has been undergoing a pool vinyl dilemma. The pool vinyl of the place where he resides, the home, is collapsing. And he was installing a new one. And he can't just get it to go. Uh, that wasn't it. They sent us the wrong shape of. They sent an oval. A liner world. Of a circle. I'm coming after you, Liner World. <laughs> yeah. They sent us. This is like an anti-sponsorship. This is an anti-commercial. They sent us the wrong size shape of a pool yeah. liner. And uh, me and Hales are out there, and uh, yeah. for like eight hours in the sun, sweating. Ninety plus degrees. We were all red and beat red. <laughs> sure. Bronze and getting sunburns. Terrible. Dehydrated, shouting. And uh turns out it was the wrong shape. Yep. So it wouldn't logically fit in a round pool. Yeah. So So Lion World from the bottom of my heart, fuck you. So he's been dealing with that. And if he's a little short tempered or you know, he doesn't seem like himself, that's why. So continuing the naked childhood. I enjoyed it. I liked it. A little slow at times. The study of the character was amazing. Wow. Okay. I like slow movies. I don't think this is that slow either. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's a character study of this child, Juno, traumatized, already at his 10 years of age, filled with pain and misery, little in the way of joy and positive... He has little in the way of a positive role model or anyone he can look up to. No stability. Yeah, there's no stability. His uh, his first step mom and stepdad. His stepdad is sort of. Uh, well, you can tell. There's a correlation between the two. Um, what are they called? Foster families, and that when the the social worker comes, it's the mom who does all the talking. The dad usually just sits there in silence. Mm-hmm. The dads always seem to be sort of distant and mm-hmm. sort of, um, what would you call it? They would um, not really try. They're not really as involved in the parenting yeah. as the moms are. And the moms really get the brunt of the bad behavior. They do. And they really get to know Francois much more detail than they do the dads. The dads are just sort of de- there, but they're not. They're sort of like, they're like punish and I don't know, man. You know how dads are. We've seen this before. Smooth talk. Dads are just sort of orbiting the child. And they the aren't. mom is really the one that has to yeah, be the one put who up with everything. is in conflict. Yes, thank you. <laughs> is in conflict with the child. And it's hard because it's just the moms, because of the social model we have these days, the moms are the ones that have to do the cooking and the child raising and the cleaning mm-hmm. and the I think ones. that's changing. Yes, but back when this movie was made, yeah, 
especially in France. Oh, yeah. Not in the big cities. Um, yeah, it would be the mom who had to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's still the same in many other countries. Not mm-hmm. Maybe not the United States, but, you know, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brazil. Ukraine. Thailand. Uh <laughs> Anyway, it's been a long week. Oh, yeah, antidepressants are, are just weird, making me feel weird. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. It's, it's noticeable, this episode. Uh, it's you. I think you're, you're, I being, don't know. you're being a little it's, smug over there. I'm not even smug. I've been, I think I'm one movie this, that you don't love, and you're I, just sort of like detached. And you're uh, no, like, oh, I'm only detached because I'm telling you, it, this is this is reminding me of the episode we did like three, four <laughs> weeks ago when the pool vinyl first started falling. And, like, I walked in, and the mood was just glum. Like, somebody died or, like, you know, like, some sort of pop culture figure, like, just died out of nowhere. And we're mourning. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Charles Grodin. So, Charles, yeah, that's right. Clifford, great movie. You ever seen Clifford? No, I've never seen Clifford. Martin Short plays a 10-year-old, and it's great. I think I've heard of this movie. It's a great movie. It's yeah. very funny. So, the mood was glum. <laughs> And, you know, I could feel it, man. The vibes are off, but it's okay, though. So, um, you know, I, this movie, like, Francois, like, this movie reminded me a lot of High Life, Claire Denis' High Life. Oh, really? Yeah, especially when he's on the train. I don't know, with all those kids that are abandoned, you know, and they're sort of just floating into their next spot of where they're going to land. I mean, it's very hard to put, like, a blame on on somebody, and I don't think there's anybody to blame. I think sometimes kids are just the direct result of uh, bad parenting. Traumat- they're, like, the traumatic result, you know? Yeah. He just got put up to the foster care system because his mom didn't want him anymore. And from what it sounds like, his mom was kind of, like, not all there mentally, because there's a scene in which she's like, yeah, she would just like talk to herself in her room and stuff. Well, they just... mentioned she has, she's had several breakdowns. Several breakdowns. So, I mean, these mm-hmm. are children of like, either they were abandoned or their parents weren't all there mentally. And they're put through a system, the foster care system, like, which is a system that's, I don't know how it is in France. Maybe at the time it was working and it was benefiting a lot of kids. But here in America, right now as we speak, it's, it's uh, it's a very um, controversial system we have. I know it's it's something that's very like it's a hot topic, you know. And I don't know. You just have some kids that are just put through hell, you know, and then, and then bad behavior arises, and then we look at them and sort of the first thing we do is say they need more discipline or something, and we're like if. Uh, Francois, I mean, it was a moving movie. That's for sure. Yeah. I felt something after. That's good. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, kids, when they're growing up and they don't have any stability, they just want control over their environment, whether it's that, um, whether it's breaking a window of a rock or something. Yeah. They just want to, I don't know not feel so isolated and out of control and out of place in the world they live in. Yeah, and there's like a couple big moments in Francois's life and sort of like the big three to me that stand out. And the first one is obviously when he kills the cat, dropping it from uh, like the top of a stairwell with other kids watching and they're daring him. They're like, you won't drop him, you won't drop him. And then boom, he drops him. 
cat ends up dying. Second one is when he's in the movie theater with all those kids and they're waiting for the movie to come on. And he steals like ice cream for the kids to eat. And uh, there's that one bad kid that's like tattooing himself or something. He's like, I'm going to do my initials now. Check this out. And, they all, and all the kids have like really bad mustaches and really like nasty, like ingrown sideburns. And they're obviously trying to mimic, you know, some sort of adult figure, you know, made of pop culture or something. But, you know, those two scenes, you get to look into who he is, you know. And as his second foster parent says, the mom, the grandma, she says, uh, you know, he's got a good heart, but his anger takes over him sometimes, you know. And then the last one, Francois, do you want to go? Okay. You want to talk about the last one? No. I forgot the last one. <laughs> um, I just want to make a point that the mood isn't as oppressive as it was during Hard Boiled. I think we've come to an acceptance that the pool is a enemy that must be defeated. When he throws the thing, that's what I wrote it. I found the relationship that Francois has with the Nana to be very, um, I mean, not heartwarming, but it's uh, it reminded me of my grandmother who had dementia. And um, I don't know. There's something about children having warm, caring relationships with like old people. I don't know. Why do people? Why do kids have that? I don't know. You just feel the warmth and life and wisdom emanating from people who are that old, and they're usually nice to you. They get you candy. They buy you stuff. Yeah. And um, anyway, that's not the point. But. <laughs> um, that relationship between Francois and Nana, there's a nice moment, really nice moment, where he takes her picture at a wedding with an instant camera. That's really, I don't know. This movie just reminded me of the kind of things I wanted to do before film school. It's nice. It's just, I always had the feeling that you connect with a character much more by just watching them from one angle for three or four minutes yeah. just living. Like an action. Yeah, then like having some sort of elaborate backstory yeah. about how they want revenge for their daughter being kidnapped or something like that. Yeah. There's a lot more like watching someone make a sandwich or a bowl of cereal and just eating it in front of the TV that tells you about, like makes you connect with that character much more than backstory and character explanations and relatability, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the simplicity with which... Um, Piala shoots this movie is really um, really spoke to me I guess to use that cliche phrase it just it's really special when someone can communicate that much feeling and humanity with such simplicity it really makes me like I like reading screenwriting books and torturing myself when I want to write oh I want the audience to connect to this character I want them to to feel themselves I want them to have empathy do you read the screenwriting books I have I mean, they're always sort of tedious and hard to get through. But they always, yeah, it's always the same thing. About like, oh, they have to have a goal. They have to have an objective. They have to be some sort of relatability, mm-hmm. saving the cat. This character does the opposite of saving the cat. <laughs> um, yeah. But all of that, it just sort of reminds me that, and I can just make a good movie by just putting the camera down somewhere and shooting a person. I agree with you. I'd rather watch movies that do that than anything else. I feel like when he breaks his arm too, and that whole sequence, that's one of my favorite sequences in the movie. 
when he just fractures his wrist or whatever, and you just see him running, you know, like Antoine Duanel in the 400 blows. Yeah. You know, that's almost set up. And then when he's running, you see like a black cat run by, and you're like, oh, man, I wonder if that's karma coming after him. Yeah, probably not. Probably coincidence. Know. <laughs> I know. Kids like that, they don't think about karma. They're just like, ugh, black cat. I killed one earlier, but what does it matter now? But, no, I mean, I agree with you. I think the way the camera moves in this movie, the colors used, it's like a Chantal Ackerman movie, it feels like. You know? This movie is just, yeah, so simply shot, natural. Yeah. At the same time, it just looks good. It looks, it looks look really good, good right? It's yeah. Like, it looks um, very textural. Not a lot of green, really, but just um, no. very sort it's of real. soft color. Sort of desaturated sometimes, but, you know. It's a real thing. And you look at it, especially at the rooms of the children, mm-hmm. or even where Francois sleeps, you know, on the landing, you know, the colors of the yellows and yeah. greens, you know. I like, I like the contradictory feelings and actions that, that Piala makes you sit through. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you mentioned before, he throws the cat down the stairs, then he later he tries to take care of it. Yeah, he feeds like it milk. Nurse it back He's to, like, I'll, I'll fix it. You know. Yeah, you should nurse it back to health. But yeah, you can't really. <laughs> he was, I don't know. He probably couldn't save him, really. No. But beyond that, there's a scene where he has to go get his shoe from the cobbler. And he just kicks it down the street. Kicks it down the street, yeah. And then he kicks it into a storm drain. Yeah. And then he tells his uh, second step, not stepmom, but foster mom, that, that yeah. he lost it. For some reason, just down a storm dream, and then it's like step, like foster dad has to go get it. Gotta go get it. And then his stepdad hurts it, hurts his back, and he has to like be wrapped in this huge bandage. Yeah, and she and the mom's like, "Why did you do that?" You know. Yeah, like he he doesn't tell her like oh, I kicked it down a storm dream. He's like, "Oh, I dropped it. It's an accident." How do you drop it down a storm dream, kid? It's you just know? um, I like that sort of character, not I guess writing the little lies I like. Yeah, of Francois. Right. That's childhood, I think. Little things you do. Yeah. Things you steal, you know. He's a kleptomaniac. He steals like a watch in the beginning, you know. Right, he just like runs it against the wall, flushes down the toilet. Anything he sees, he takes, as they describe it. It's the same thing. It's just uh, you want to have some sort of control. Not control, yeah, control. But also you want to see some effect on the world when you feel like everything is happening to you. You feel like you can do something back. Yeah, especially when you're that small. They're yeah. like, I'm going to steal because it's the only thing I can do. I can't really hurt anybody. Sort of, yeah. You know what I mean? I can't hurt anybody. I can hurt smaller things than me. I can steal. You can get into fights. He never wins, but yeah. No. Yeah. He's, it's yeah. always like outman by like three or four other kids. Yeah, they put him in his place, but it never really works. <laughs> yeah. But like, man, him stealing all those things, the little things, you know. But it reminded me of my childhood or kids I knew, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I was lucky enough to be uh, experience my childhood before, like, phones or whatever, cell phones and devices. So, you know, nobody was recording what we were doing. Thank, thank the Lord, you know. But Yeah. But to be that free and young, you know, that's, like, amazing, you know. And it's, like, right before you discover girls or whatever uh, gender you prefer. Some sort of freedom and naivete. You look like I'm keeping you here, like I'm pointing a gun at you. 
don't know. Not man. letting you leave. Dude, like, uh, I, I don't know. The, I'm telling you, man. The it's not vibe, the vibe. The, the vibe, vibe is, is fine. Like, every time I'm talking, though, you know, you're making a face over here. I'm not making a face. I'm yeah, listening to you. You are. So. I'm listening to you. The the vibe is off, man. I'm telling you, not dude. the vibe is off. <laughs> Um, I'm really just thinking about what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did you get hit a lot as a kid? By who? By your parents, I guess. Mm. Or brothers or siblings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So. What are you going to do? The sign of the times, right? These I guess. Different. Um. I like when he throws the knife at Raul. Yeah, I know. It, <laughs> it was a good shot. <laughs> right? And Raul's like, you're going to kill me. Well, it's crazy because he throws it like a ninja. Like, yeah. It like hits the wall next to his face. And he's like. How does he even. Like, how would a kid like that throw it that <laughs> successfully? It's like that beginner's luck. <laughs> that was. Probably started in the movie or something. Scary, man. Yeah. How I about mean, the little girl that lives with them, but you never see her? Oh, yeah. She just like see her in. in the background. Why? The grandma, not the grandma, but like, you know, the the mom is just like, the old mom. We'll just call her grandma. But sure. she's like, you're going to stay in here. You can only catch a cold. <laughs> yeah, and then you just like see her in the background like occasionally. Yeah. Just like, does she live there? Is she just. Yeah, she's the third one. Is she a ghost? She's the third child, you know? Yeah, I think uh, Pialat did that on purpose, just with the editing, just sort of cutting out all the cutting moments out. in between, just focusing on the moments that yeah. sort of make you question what you think of Francois and his place in this family, his place in the world generally. And it looked like it such a different world over there, like in France where he was living. Yeah. It just looked like something that, as an American, I would never understand. Yeah, like just... the suburbs. Yeah. Like the weather, the clothing—it's like a definitely a snapshot of a time that's that's something that's not American or like not in the present moment, you know. It just reminds me of like a smaller town or city in Mexico, where you just have. Uh, well, it's hard to describe, but yeah, it's just a smaller, more uh, town folky vibe where you just yeah. sort of know everyone. Even if you don't really know them, you've seen them around. And then the opening scene, what it was that was like a that was like a march for like workers, right? Employment. Yeah, it's like a protest yeah. for um yeah equal equal employment. Same thing we got going on now, right? Full time employment for the old, jobs for the young. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it was cool watching that though. Yeah, interesting way to open it up. Now it looked like a peaceful li- lifestyle. I mean, I think you can still find that. No, you probably yeah you can you can find that yeah I agree. Go to Montana. No, overseas probably. Okay, let's not go overseas. Montana, yeah, you find a Montana. Yeah, go small towns. Small town, that's beautiful. Okay, <laughs> that's peaceful. Um, seems like this is gonna be our shortest episode yet. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll break off into something else. Well, we got something is great. Is this for a you. part of the new wave? Nah, no. Would you say though it's a part of the new wave? Say definitely be inspired by, it, but I think it just came after that initial period of like fifty nine to sixty seven. Yeah, and uh, it's definitely influenced by the new wave, especially yeah. I mean like yeah, Truffaut, Truffaut, Tribal, Godard, 
Not a Godard, but yeah. And a Godard. It's a very, yeah, naturalistic just sort of snapshot. I mean, yeah. I don't know how to sell this to people. I don't know how to sell anything to people, but except pants. But um, I think I, people should just watch it. No, watch it. Enjoy it. I would say it's more of like a commentary on the foster care system or a commentary on like what do we do with children that are just not cut out for that are just, you know, maybe they're they're going through a phase or maybe they're lost, you know. I think it's more just like try to sh- not create empathy, but just show you a person that's complex, empathy, multifaceted. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's not so simple to see a person in black and white, a good kid or a bad kid, yeah. but just I think that's a what it's human... like being a kid too because as a kid you just make so many mistakes. Yeah. You know, you just learn so much. Yeah, I mean, like, Piala made other movies around different characters, not just kids. And in all of them, he just seems to want you to see that a human being is complex. Yeah. And you can't really see them as a good or bad person. No. It just, a person is complex. Yeah. And they should be appreciated. And you shouldn't try to make yourself either into, like, some sort of paragon of morality or humanity. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, like, with Francois, he's like, just when he latches on to somebody like the great grandma that's in the room yeah that passes away you know they're singing together they're reading comic strips you know i like those moments with that character because it's like right when you connect with right when you connect with her she like is taken away you know she passes away yeah i like the last shot of her where you just see her reaching for the light yeah she can't find it I don't know. Just see, like a lot of, a lot of times, I'm just complaining to myself, just not even to myself, but just to you and the listener. And <laughs> the listener. That um, yeah, movies are just like they strain for relatability and just likability. You get someone who's like really chiseled and good looking and just goes to the gym six times a week, and then that's not really relatability. You just have someone on screen who you idolize and want to be like. Because they have this perfect physique and personality. The truth is that human beings aren't like that. Most of no, us aren't like that. I like him more complicated. We're messy. I, I liked Francois, even though he's he does terrible things. Uh-huh. I felt myself feeling bad for him. I felt myself like relating to him in some way. You know, like, I don't know, just that lost feeling as a kid. Yeah. Right? And how about when he throws that? What was he throwing at the cars with the other kids? It's like old auto parts I like think auto like, parts yeah, it's and like, then he finally hits one and the car loses control yeah, and then and gets chased down gets chased down you know and then like neighbors come out and they're like what, what's going on here you know what's going on but I like the way he films that like tracking shot following Francois, I mean, Francois yeah. running down the road that's sort of a self-sabotage where you just it sort of reminded me of the master yeah this is what this character is actually Maybe. Uh, this is, maybe. This, dude, this maybe. is Joaquin Phoenix as a child. Maybe. Like, every time you think he's going to change it around or something, yeah, he, he just erupts into, like, this, like, crazy episode, you know? Well, it's just the feeling that if you ever feel like you're too well-liked, feel too much of, too much love, maybe, you feel like you have to run away from it or sabotage it yeah, in some sabotage way. It. Because yeah. if it's taken away from you just on the volition of someone else if you don't have control over that love then you're going to be destroyed when it is taken away so you have to destroy it yourself yeah destroy hope it. that makes sense but makes sense yeah um 
I really feel that <laughs> sentiment or feeling, the idea. Yeah, it's normal to feel that. I feel like a lot Destroying of people can things. just accept love. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one, man. Accepting love growing up is like, <sighs> that's a tough one. Yeah, some you know? people weren't taught to do that. Yeah, when to accept it. Or how to accept it. Yeah. Some people are still struggling with that. Reciprocate. And that's why I say Twitter is not your daddy. So, you know, or social media. They're not your parents. You see people online like that. It's weird. But by then, what was Truffaut doing? Truffaut was doing like Love on the Run, maybe? Stolen Kisses? Yeah. Right? Maybe. I feel like Stolen Kisses was like 71. Yeah. I feel like, uh, when did he do Fahrenheit 451? 69 yeah around there 68 maybe i'm not sure sorry movie nerds if we're getting the dates wrong but um yeah it's crazy how long was, like how like young he died he didn't even make it to the 80s Truffaut. he died in 1980 yeah it was like 50 or something crazy yeah he was uh going and to still like alive isn't that crazy like 89 or something he's right? like still making things yeah he's still like that's bizarre to me that that Jean-Luc Godard is like alive is I don't it? know why it feels like those guys are so like like we don't even people don't even like talk about them even though they've yeah. changed like the way we view movies and the way we make movies yeah I mean it's bizarre I don't know it's sad right yeah well it's just it's not that long ago and it still no. feels like a different world this movie was what 52 years ago so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a completely different world, man. You know, I was watching the Ciao Federico, the documentary on Fellini mm-hmm. when he was doing Satyricon. And, like, Polanski and Sharon Tate show up in that movie. Oh, yeah? They visited the set of Satyricon, and you just see them, and you're like, holy shit, that's, <laughs> that's, that's Polanski and Tate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird. And they look so happy, and you're like, what year was this? This is, like, right before she passed away, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just weird. It's just, I don't know, like these weird, strange moments in time. You so know? It's not that far away. No, and I and I feel like this is what this movie is, you know? Just a snapshot of a time. Almost like the Tree of Life. Uh-huh. You see a childhood play out. But whereas, and you get like, you know, the adult version of that child reflecting in some way. This, you just see it from here, you know? From their point of view. What's another movie like this? I was trying to think of other movies. Kess. Tess? Kess. Kess. I haven't seen Ken Kess. Loach. Okay. Florida Project. Yeah, Florida Project. Germany, Year Zero. Okay. It's a lot of kids' movies like this. Bicycle Phoebes in the way. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good kids' movies about them facing the real world and being heartbroken. And I feel like a lot of... Um, nostalgia for being young is that it's just not knowing the world as it is as violent and heartless heartless and predatory and heartbreaking as it is it's sort of disenchanting just like you get you get you want to be an adult your whole childhood and then you get there and it's just like or yeah you have all this freedom and control or like you want to be taken seriously sure you know something like that you know and like and you get there, and you're just like, this sucks. Yeah. It's like, it's not that satisfying to get here and just... And then next thing you know, you're do dealing what you with want. a fucking pool vinyl. Look at that. And that's what happens. <laughs> and that's what adulthood is. 
dealing yeah. with a pool vinyl and 95 degree weather then doing a podcast on Sunday and then realizing where the fuck did my childhood go and you're looking at that pool vinyl every day and you're going my dreams are in there 10 feet deep they're in there and that's what naked childhood is girls he's single if you're vegan <laughs> you got the cat warning guy hey don't watch this movie a cat dies he doesn't really die though yeah he dropped the, the, the poor cat falls 20 floors and he dies it's a movie from like brain hemorrhaging or like he's broken bones he's just fucking dead it's on the like, floor People die in this movie. You don't care about people fake dying. I do. I did. I brought up the grand, the grandma. I was sad. I was, no, I that's was more like, touched that's by That's not her. what I'm saying. It's but like... this brings us to another point. When uh, what was the movie we're talking about? And there's an animal in it and it raises the stakes. Animals always raise the stakes, man. Dogs, cats. Yeah. Does something to people. Saving the cat is a good way to show that your protagonist is a good guy. What else does uh, that book say? No, wait, what does what say? Save the cat, the book. Oh, I haven't read that one. Don't look through my stuff. The fuck? <laughs> I was like, what's in there? The fuck is this? Sorry. I was like, what is this? I was like, what's in here? There's like a flammable See, sticker on it. I'm like, I'm like, I know. I was like, well, there's a flammable sticker on it. What is this? You know? God, I'm so anxious. I know. I'm sorry. Take me now. Yeah. Take I guess this would be pool Take vinyl episode now. part two. Take me now. It never ends, the pool vinyl. Yeah, this is pool vinyl episode part two. It feels like. I feel fine. I'm just really nervous about my trip. Oh, when do you... Uh, we'll, we'll edit this out, actually. That's fine. No, we'll edit it out. Why? Okay, guys. Yeah. Uh, that's a good talk. We probably went over. We did. I guess this would be Naked Childhood, the movie, slash pool vinyl epic part two. You know... I was just trying to rock, joke around with my co-host, but you took it very seriously. I'm sensitive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just really joking, though. That's okay. He's a good guy who cares about people not being shocked or being offended or something. By I don't know. I just want people to be, dying. like, chill or something. Not even chill. I don't want to control people. That's the thing. I just want them to be like, oh, I didn't know they'd kill a cat in this movie or, you know what I'm saying, or... I don't want them to, you know, I don't know. Maybe they killed the cat or something, but. Ah. All right. But for those of you who were listening, uh, we have back episodes, backlog. Okay. So, I mean, we got Body Double. We got Starface coming up. We got The Matrix. Mikey and Nikki. What else we got in there? Faces. Faces. What else did we do? Hard boiled. Hard boiled. What else we have? We're forgetting some. Yeah. Bajillionaire. It'd be Donate. It'd be Donate. Let's. Oh, we didn't do Lestrada. Nope. No. Uh, I'm a chord. I'm a chord. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff up there. Yeah. If so, anyone wants to be a guest on our show, just let me know and pick a movie and we'll talk about it. I swear, it's a serious offer. So. Okay, guys. Are you trying to do ASMR? But anyway, 
thank you for listening, guys. And, uh, you know, we'll update you on the pool vinyl whenever we can. And check out Naked Childhood on the Criterion channel. Uh, any other French movies as well from that area. But thank you for listening. Yeah, guys. Thanks. All right.